0: Make sure, to, make sure to stretch your hammies out before you get started here.
1: We should do some we should make sure we do some volume tests. Well, I've been listening. We're good. Testing. <laughs> testing. <laughs> it's, Thanks, it's testing. Dicks. <laughs> balls. Balls. Fantastic. All right.
0: Welcome to High and Dry, everyone. I'm Ryan barron North, drunken philosopher of this wonderful little podcast of ours. With me, as always, resident high philosopher
1: James Crossland. James, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, it's it's a great year so far. Let me tell you, my it's not like my brain has melted every day or anything.
0: No, I'm uh, I'm missing like my my it, when I first deleted Facebook. My thumb would kind of just instinctively go to the corner of my phone to click on Facebook mm-hmm, for a couple yeah. months. Now, my thumb keeps instinctively going to Google News to see what terrible things are happening, but there's kind of a brief pause in that right now, um, so that's been cool. <laughs> and joining us today, um, we got an exciting guest today, guest drunken philosopher, he's coming onto my team, poke master um, and linguistic anthropologist, Oscar. Oscar, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: We're all right. We're all right. How you, how's your 2021
2: going? Oh, you know, um, that's, you know. (laughs) I
1: I hate it, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, I hate it.
2: With the coup and the the upcoming Senate trial, you know, it seems like it's, you know, it's like when someone bets, like, does better than you in something in class, and you're like, oh, you know. I'm going to show yeah. you now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to show you. There seemed to have been a common misconception
0: that the simple changing of the calendar year would have solved all of our problems. But uh, <laughs> It's frustrating that that's not the case. <laughs> they just came with us and they have New Year's resolutions of their own. <laughs> So, for those of you who are first-time listeners and to our guest, our first-time guest, how high and dry works is that I'm going to pose to the three of us a philosophical question or quandary. We're going to work through it, and then we're going to jump into a versus match, which you know everyone's been clicking for um, this week. We do have an exciting one, um, but before we do any of that, as the name of the show implies, we got to get dry and dry. <laughs> we got to get
1: dry off. I mean. Yeah. Well, I-
0: I think it's because the humor itself is dry. And and then I don't remember why we did this anymore. Because we
1: live in a desert. There we go. There's
0: so many of them. Uh, but first we got to get a little drunk. And first we got to get a little high.
1: <laughs> so uh, James, what are you smoking this week? Uh, this week I have a wonderful strain called blueberry cookies. And it, <laughs> I know, right? I have the greatest names for my shit. I love <laughs> weed. Uh, blueberry cookies. It does taste a lot like blueberry And a little bit like cookies, but it's a crossbreeding between the blueberry strain and the Girl Scout cookie strain, which is a well-known and well-beloved strain. So I think it's gonna get. I'm gonna get a really good chill high off this one. Well, well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. And what are you? What are you? Oh, what's Oscar drinking? That's what I I want to know.
2: Yeah, Oscar. What are you drinking this week? I'm drinking some uh, mead that I had in my fridge. (laughs) Nice farmhouse. I ordered it a while ago and never touched it. So I figure this could be a good time to do that. To crack open the meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: very. It's nice. supposed very to nice. have
2: like a cranberry flavor. So, you know. Let us know
0: how it is as yeah, we go. Definitely. Definitely. I'm excited for you also. Uh, meanwhile, I'll be drinking Knuckle Noggin Salted Caramel Whiskey. This is a, a bottle that James actually got me uh, for this past holiday season. It, uh, it tastes
1: like uh pancake syrup. It does. It tastes like syrup. It tastes like legitimately. If you want to <laughs> drink syrup out of a bottle that gets you really fucked up more than just a sugar high. this, uh, is, the, this is the place for you right here. Not that noggin. shit on your
0: pancakes. <laughs> knuckle noggin. Uh, I thought it had a picture of bacon on there, but no, that's caramel. That's dripping caramel, <laughs> <laughs>
1: dripping bacon. <laughs>
0: all right well so this first one our toast this week is of course carl urban (laughs) (laughs) carl Carl urban always always and uh to our guest oscar oscar thanks for joining us cheers cheers
1: Cheers. i hope i got a good hit off that oh boy uh, that's a lot was smooth. This one's
0: really smooth too. That was smooth. Well, I mean, the past two weeks I've been doing uh, gin and various cranberry vodkas and you know toilet wine, and so <laughs> it's uh, toilet it's wine.
1: Night- oh yeah. <laughs> um, you. Get- we got a toilet. We bought a toilet specifically for making wine. <laughs> yeah, ah. I-, I have a.
0: Uh, I have an ammonia mixture. <laughs> <laughs> That it just doesn't taste right unless it comes out of a toilet tank.
1: <laughs> How is that meat, Oscar?
2: It's good. Um, it's pretty tart, so it's
1: nice. Yeah. I bet. It, I bet it's nice to have a little tart booze.
2: Well, now
0: moving on to our second shot, second hit, second drink. Um, this one actually goes to Paris, France. We have a listener who binged mm-hmm. all of them in the past couple of days. So this one's to France.
1: Fuck yeah, Paris
2: to the Accords. <laughs> wow.
1: Yay for rejoining the minimum effort, <laughs> the non-binding resolution. <laughs> <laughs> but it gives you those warm fuzzies, don't it? Yeah, this one's good, but it's like it's not as blueberry as I thought it'd be.
0: No. No. Well, I'm just over here drinking pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> you want some blueberries for that pancake? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oscar? Did you have something that you'd like to toast on the third go?
2: Ah. Uh, it's a good question. To uh, before it dies to the to the Bernie meme, uh meme, you know, the <laughs> to, all, to the Bernie meme. Just <laughs> to the Bernie meme for the last 15 minutes that that's going around. United United America. thank god finally
0: finally an end to the schism (laughs) yeah
2: cheers
1: Cheers. (sighs) oh boy my my my. oh boy that was big yeah i got the sweet atomizer that lets me atomize through my cartridges at different voltages that one was at 3.4 volts Right now, I'm getting a resistance of 1.4 ohms on it for all you electrical engineers in the audience. This is an electrical <laughs> engineer podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. I, we hashtag electrical engineering every time <laughs> without fail. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: all right. So, what's, what do you got for me today?
0: <laughs> on this blue collar podcast. Um, so, <laughs> this week, um, you know, with Oscar coming on, our linguistic anthropologist, I. Um, I do not have a linguistic question But <laughs> I do have I'm uh... leaving
1: <laughs> How oh, dare you not pander to our guest well, Let's yeah. talk
0: about the differences Between middle English and old English Oscar Gump
2: <laughs> <laughs> One is um, epic, the other one is not
0: Alright, moving Perfect. on to the second part of our podcast <laughs> Um, well so uh, the question I have today involves the generational gap I don't think that it is so there's no question that there is definitely a generational gap uh, generational divide however you want to phrase it um, in the world and you know definitely it, it sprouts up I believe if I'm not mistaken I crevice a generational crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the term and the sociological implications actually first came up in regards to baby boomers rebelling against the silent generation. So this is not a new concept, um, but just with the advent of Facebook and social media and things of that nature, I think that it's really put on display. So the question that I'd like to pose today is first, um, do you feel that there is in fact a generational divide or gap or crevasse. And what do you think that we can do to fix it?
1: Oh, that's a big one. Oscar. <laughs> Guests first. Oscar, how do you fix the divide between the young <laughs> and the old?
2: <laughs> well, just initial just thoughts. Skill the old and.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Wait, and saw. Right. <laughs> I guess I'm moving and on to the second portion of the podcast. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, so initial thoughts, kill the old, all right, all right. Um, (laughs) Well, James, what are your initial thoughts?
1: (laughs) No, no, Oscar, please, you have the floor. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, Well, how how much of a divide are we talking about? Because, you know, there was a whole uh, thing where, like, the boomers and millennials were, like, fighting each other, but then, Those like movies. the Generation X was kind of just like I'm just chilling here, right? So they're like hanging
0: out, they're hiding out. Well, I, I, yeah. I think the most famous one, or because the term millennial, the 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 Boomer generation, or just the internet, um, used millennial to just encompass a very wide age group that was not necessarily millennial, um, and
1: also to infantilize them. Yes.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. And so I feel that that's the one that played the biggest part in the media. You know, and that started with, you know, participation trophies and, you know, the, the older generation claiming entitlement for something like that. Meanwhile, the younger generation claiming entitlement for, you know, Reaganomics and the way we voted, you know, ever since, you know, the older generation can vote so I think let we I want to zoom we could take it wherever you'd like in terms of which generation you want to talk about um, because it's the overarching question of the generational crevasse
2: so I I've, I've never I personally never liked the idea of dividing people by generations because it's a, a very uh, I want arbitrary. Divide, You know, like if, if you were born between this and, and you see this like still right away like with millennials, with like we mentioned, the definition shifts a little bit depending on who you're talking to, right? So like some people say late 80s to like end of the 90s. Some people make it like the whole decade. So I've always felt like it's a, it's a bit of a, a misnomer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like there's more to say about like the events that happen, uh, or specific people at, at specific areas of the world and specific, you know, it's very personal. Uh, I do see the, the usefulness though of having like a wide a category where you can say, you know, millennials be like, uh, <laughs> so. No, it, yeah. it's just <laughs> it's
0: hard that it's being utilized in such a, you know, ageist, I suppose, um, way, you know, in we, we just, it's almost like we naturally seem, I wouldn't even say naturally. I, I don't, I don't subscribe to the idea that, um, looking at someone who's different than you and responding in some sort of Darwinian way to be correct. Yeah. Um, I don't subscribe to that. And I don't think that's true.
1: Assigning a hierarchy, uh, like a preference or, or like a, uh, like some kind of behavior is, inherently better than another you're you're basically creating a divide by doing that you're saying i am better and you are the other
0: well well, james uh, what are your initial thoughts on the on the concept
1: (sighs) i agree with oscar how are
0: you going to fix the divide
1: how am i going to fix the divide i'm going to divide it up even further I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a seat. I'm gonna divide people by personality and we're gonna put all the people of the same personality in each place. Like the ITNJ. And, <laughs> yes. Oh, we're gonna no. get even more. It's gonna be like 16 letters long the way we classify people. <laughs> and, you hang out in this city, you hang out in that city, you, you get a small town because you fucking love small towns and everyone else hates them. Look, I don't even know what we're doing zodiac signs have figured this out for us already (laughs) yeah astrology figured this out thousands of years ago we don't need to worry anymore yeah what are we doing um no i would say uh i would say the only way to fix it is to stop to stop this classification nonsense um, you know, uh, we felt like we were overly classified by the generations before us, and then we decided to do the same thing back to them. Not that I'm not all about some fucking boomer memes. I love me, I love <laughs> boomer memes. I fucking love them.
0: No, and I feel you there.
1: I feel you there. They provide <laughs> endless entertainment. Um, there's this great, there's this great one of just a woman being hit by a car, and it says "Shut the fuck up, boomer!" <laughs> like an old woman being <laughs> ran over by a car, and I'm, I use that all the time. And uh, I don't know, um, definitely helping the discourse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fucking love the memes though. Uh, but yeah, we should really stop dividing people. That's the trick.
0: Well, and I would. Uh, <clears throat> so, for my initial thoughts, I, I would. I would agree and I think empathy is is the key there. So I mean I I can see, you know, the boomer plight being forever cast in the shadow of, you know, the world war 2 generation, mm-hmm. you know, n- not having the same you know, war and sense of purpose as their parents and so so I could sort of understand, you know, that sort of thing. Um and meanwhile it Sounds like daddy issues. And I, but I think that's, I think daddy issues are pretty much, um, you yeah. know, the underlying cause of everything, <laughs> <laughs> really,
1: really universal archetypal. Um, and, and I, I, th- I,
0: try and think of generations less as you were born between this year and this year and more as, and so in terms of millennials, you have this group of people who one day they rolled in a fat back television into your seventh grade class You watched two towers collapse to the ground. And after that day, nothing ever got better, ever. Um, You graduated high school in the middle of a -a once-in-a-lifetime recession.
1: Well, (laughs) Uh
2: once-in-a-lifetime. At that time. (laughs) um, At that time. So
1: far.
0: (laughs) You remember a time when you didn't have to worry about getting shot in school. And now all of a sudden you we to worry about getting shot in school. So I see the millennial not as an age category, but as a one foot in the way things were and the way, you know, we wish we could, you know, enjoy the world like it was. And then one foot in this new, the planet's going to boil us alive. You're going to get shot at school. There's going to be another recession. Yeah. Um, the voting habits of your parents have made it so that you could no longer afford a home or the stories that they told you about their youth in the eighties, you can't have that. Um, you can't afford that on your budget. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I see, you know, more in that regard and and how to fix that crevasse. I ain't got no fucking idea. I, so we're,
1: we're in the information age. That's, that's the era we're straddling was, is that we, we grew up, not, not all of us had a computer when we were born and then by the time we were teenagers, we all had a fucking computer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we're straddling two different ages where I can remember a wall phone. <laughs> I can remember using mm-hmm. a corded wall phone, mm-hmm. but also I have this technology in my pocket that lets me, you know, you have the library of Alexandria just at, at out my and, fingertips. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that as we, uh, there's kinks to work out and I think time will fix it. I think just time will fix it. I think the old's will die. I'm not saying kill the old's, but the old's are going (laughs) to die. They're going to die and they're going to take their really shitty habits with them. I'm not saying we should accelerate it, but if they refuse to change, that's literally the only uh, solution. we'll just let time take its course. Well, Oscar, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, uh, disclaimer, that was a joke.
1: Uh, <laughs> i'm boomers. i'm not joking you heard it here on boomers,
0: oscar wants yeah. every old person to
2: yeah yeah. boomers please don't uh don't ask me uh
1: <laughs> they
2: wouldn't understand that
1: uh anyway sick burn, sick
2: burn. um i don't know i mean I do. uh, I was just thinking about it right now, and like this is such a silly example, but I was talking with one of my coworkers the other day when we had, you know, a break for for uh, winter, and we took vacation and we came back. and I remember I hated when uh, older coworkers would say like that lame joke of like, oh, you know, you would ask them like, how how was your vacation? And then they would be like, oh, you know, it was good, but now I need a vacation from my vacation. And I would just like, in my mind, roll my eyes and be like, these freaking boomers with their stupid joke. But this time around, when I came back to work, I was like, oh no, like, I know what they mean now. Like, I totally feel like I need a break from like, like the break wasn't enough, like, So I just think like a lot of it is uh, like what Ryan said with empathy is, is, you know, getting to that point where like you experience what they're talking about. The only problem is like it's hard for the other side to do that, right? Like for the older generation to kind of circle back and say like experience youth, I guess, because that's kind of like something that you can't really do. Like you can experience old age because we're all going to that. But no one can really, like, go back and be like, this is what it feels like to be young, which is kind of bad because, you know, you were young at some point. So you should know what it feels like. Uh, But it is harder somehow.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if this problem has existed for all of humanity and there's like thousands of books written about the, the, yeah, almost the misunderstanding. Like this, almost
0: of- like this has happened before. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh,
1: uh, but, but no, really, truly, this is like a forever problem is that the old do not understand the young and the young do not appreciate the old. And hopefully the information age can change that.
0: Yes. I mean, so, I mean, cause like you mentioned previously, you know, we are at the, the birth of the information age. Hmm. And, you know, maybe what this is, this is just kind of those last growing pains before we finally just accept that, hey, welcome to the information age.
1: Yeah, we can't fucking keep lying to everybody because you can figure out what a lie is yeah. because you have all the information in front of you.
0: No, and well, and, and see that, well, that's brought up an interesting um, phenomenon um, right now With with all this information available. People are choosing. Their own facts, and we're now seeing some of the most
2: widespread cult-style ideologies. You know, because is this about the email I sent you about Q? I said I was. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you didn't see that my name was in the tube box <laughs> in that CC
0: list.
1: So, so I think that's a whole other thing. I think we should. I think we should all kind of ruminate on on what we think about about this chosen facts, but we've seen that when you try to choose your own facts, things devolve. Things aren't going to keep working like that for long. We're we're reaching a boiling point. Neither the information age dies. And that basically means the death of humanity as we know it. H.P.
0: Lovecraft is right.
1: (laughs) So we've got that option. Or the information age pulls through and we progress past this like humans have done every time historically yes
0: well um so let's move on to final thoughts um so, so james i'm gonna am t- gonna
1: take that as your final
0: yeah
2: that's my as final your thought. final word um oscar what are your final thoughts on the top i think i agree with james uh and you know just trying to be better and like that that uh you know on uh, i'm gonna sound so bad on both sides uh <laughs> Uh, you know, like the the older generations kind of have to remember that you know you were once young and this is something that has happened throughout history. Uh, and the younger generations just have to like have a little bit more appreciation, like totally know what it feels like to think that the older generations don't understand and that the things that they say like are just not making sense, but you know, once you get to that point, you realize that, no, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's that's my.
1: We we have to we can't assume that old people are out of touch about everything, even though they're out of touch about <laughs> some things. I think that's what it
0: is. Well, well, I mean, I, so so, just my final thoughts on the on the topic is the the old or or the the uh, the elderly need to remember <laughs> the
1: olds with an S. The
0: <laughs> the, uh, the mortality challenged need to remember <laughs> that uh, they were once young. The young need to remember that, you know, one day they're going to be old. Um, These things are going to happen. And that's just the natural course of it all. And I think it's been stated more than once on this show. Because, uh, Oscar, I feel like you're about to go into a point like that where, hey, look, empathy. And you just got to be a little better tomorrow, you know, than you mm-hmm. were today. And I think that's where it comes to. So <clears throat> with that being said, it's time to move into the second part of High and Dry. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that means we're getting into our fist fight. We've had some drinks, and it's time. So this week we got the Scarlet Witch versus Dumbledore, and
1: yeah, uh, yeah Wanda Maximoff <laughs> versus <laughs> Albus Dumbledore.
0: It uh, it's going to prove to be an interesting fight. Um, you know, we have um, just teaching faculty versus what, what does
1: Wanda do in her spare time? I don't actually know. Do you know Oscar? What is she doing? Her? I guess she lives
2: the sitcom life right now. Yeah, yeah. She she's a she's an actor in a sitcom. Okay, but that's that's her free life. time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um. Yeah. You know, who am I? Um. Uh, all right. So that's the fight. Now, before we get into the fight, it's time to take one more shot, one more hit, and one more big slug of mead.
1: I feel I can feel you being hypercritical of actresses.
0: No, no, Versus teachers, I'm I'm hypercritical of just Marvel. In general, let's not
1: get too <laughs> into that. All right, take uh, a cheers.
0: So to our two cheers. fighters tonight, cheers.
1: They're wildly popular and people like them. So let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah, let's let's
0: talk about it. Um, I just had a I had a Utah shot. Right there. Oh, oh
1: yeah, one point five ounces. Those yeah. Mormons really pounded them. <laughs>
0: we're gonna get a season. This desist from somebody one day one fucking
1: day the friends church. of jesus
0: honestly if i ever got a cease and desist letter from an organization that large whoever it was i would be so happy i'd I, you'd frame it oh yeah without a doubt like oh i've arrived
1: <laughs> Hooray. I,
0: I've arrived. That that letter would be included in PDF form to any sponsorship memo <laughs> I sent out.
2: Like, yo, check it out. Amazon is listening. Put it on your CV under awards and recognition.
0: <laughs> Cease, Cease and desist, desist. from Jeff Bezos. Yes, yes. My opinions are so you know, in touch with, you know, the zeitgeist that
2: Jeff Bezos had to say no. Yeah, the richest man in the world, like, had to, like, say no to me. Yeah, I Perfect. threatened his fortune.
0: Uh, uh, but anyway, so, Scarlet Witch versus Dumbledore. Um, how our fights work on high and dry. It's a patented method that we've devised that has, you know, been the best method for the past 14 15, depending on where this airs, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 episodes. Um, 150. (laughs) We're really killing it. um, Depending on where this airs, it's been working ever since. Completely indisputable. It's a three-round method. The first round, the two characters jump in the ring. Um, Brad Pitt's looking on after he gives the rules of Fight Club. Meanwhile, us high and dry people are (laughs) hanging out with Carl Urban up in the viewer's box. And these two characters take off their shirts, their belts, their shoes, and they just go punch for punch until one of them can't move anymore. Then we jump into round two where these two characters existing in an area that's familiar to both or similar similar to both of their environments, receive a manila envelope underneath the door. They now know they have a target and in the town and they go and take care of it. And then finally round three is the same concept except this time both of our challengers get to bring a friend. And we find oftentimes that that might be the deciding factor, just
1: you know, because friends. Yeah, friends make us strong. Exactly.
0: Um, so, jumping right on in, Scarlet Witch versus Dumbledore. Dumbledore has just removed all of his robes, and he's punching into the corner, just shadow boxing it out. Meanwhile, Scarlet Witch is you know doing her thing back there, and the two of them are getting ready to face each other. They've tapped fists, and they start punching. Who's taking this home? <laughs>
1: What, what do you think, Oscar? <laughs>
2: so they have no no abilities, right? No well, magical. Only if they
0: are innate. So right. innate to the point where they were... So basic, baby Dumbledore or baby Scarlet Witch would have been capable of the same thing. They don't get it from any sort of learning. They don't get it from anything like that. Okay. So like, if Dumbledore happens to be of a species of spellcasters then yes but um technically yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so for, so just in my opinion i think scarlet witch so i think we have a millennial lady taking I mean, <laughs> they I both th- have their magic do you think they both they have their They both magic? have their magic yeah interesting well well oscar what are your initial thoughts
2: so if both have their magic as far as i Kind of know from, you know, the that, uh, full disclosure the only exposure I have to Scarlet Witch is through the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: And that's fine because and, that's most people's who are listening to this is exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, but before you continue, I do want to let you know Dumbledore doesn't get his wand.
2: Yeah, so Dumbledore doesn't that's get okay. his wand. That's okay. That's okay because there and is evidence to to that. Wait, what?
0: Dumbledore had to go. Oh, uh, you mean
2: you mean?
1: I see well, what you're no saying. Like, no, no, he he. It's like it's like saying they couldn't learn as they grew, and that they're fighting well, as I just empty husks. Yeah. So I guess we're seeing the two of them.
2: You know, Dumbledore. Well, so Dumbledore's going to be in his strongest stage. Uh, well, I was, I was saying that um, from what I know from the MCU, like Scarlet Witch apparently has like very powerful powers because she. Was the one that was going to be able to destroy that one of the Infinity Stones, right? Yes. Uh, Dumbledore is like one of the most powerful wizards. Oh, sorry, my dog. So um, i was saying Dumbledore is uh, one of the most powerful wizards, but he's not the most powerful. Uh, so I'm leaning more towards Scarlet Witch right now, but you know, I want to hear what everyone else says. All
0: right, so Oscar's saying that Scarlet Witch is going to take it you know, for her innate overpowering ability. Um, James, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that she, in addition to being younger and more agile and stuff, I think Dumbledore would probably go into this fight older because he's more powerful still. Uh, as an older man, his magic comes from his like willpower almost. His knowledge plus his willpower. Like, that's where your magic comes from.
0: So you're just thinking it's this young woman beating up an old man.
1: I think it would be a young God beating up a old wizard. (laughs) Is what I think. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: So the the only place I personally would have to revert, I mean, change courses with you is I think that we're dealing with Jude Law here.
1: Okay. um, As Dumbledore. I still think she can kill Jude Law. (laughs) Well, I mean, Jude Law is uh, just the power of being Jude Law is a lot. I, I think that's a lot, honestly. I mean, <laughs> it's just still more powerful than that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, so this is back when Dumbledore believed in smart three piece suits. <laughs> you know, this, this was before his robe days, you know, where he thought that the, well, so I mean, older Dumbledore, the height of his achievement is headmaster of an elementary school. Well, um, no,
1: he was the head of the order of the Phoenix who took down D- Hitler, who took down wizard Hitler. But we discussed in a previous
0: episode that wizard Hitler is only, you know, well, honestly, we're, we're making the point for it. Um, he was able to beat Hitler who was only concerned about one particular high school. Um, <laughs> but
1: Hitler also wasn't a God. <laughs> so
0: that's, that's, some things. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go with Scarlet Witch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh alright, well it's time to take it to a vote. Uh Oscar. you don't need to do the vote, we just all yeah. told you. All right, so all across the board, it's going Scarlet Witch, round one, <laughs> we watch Scarlet Witch just punch his face into ground beef.
1: She tries to she tries to control his mind. He's got resistances to that. And then she tears him apart with a reality magic, and that's that.
0: Alright, well, I mean, me as a as a member who's like sitting up in the boxes with Carl Urban. <laughs> I was looking forward to watching her punch him to death.
2: If this was a swimming competition, then I would say Dumbledore wins because in the sixth book, Harry comments on the fact that uh, Dumbledore can swim with a perfect uh, stroke. So, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, sadly, not as not a lot of water in this basement except for like the ones that are dripping from the pipes in the background to set the mood. <laughs> <laughs> all right so dumbledore just got his face
0: pounded to custard in round one which brings us into round two we now pull back into a city view um where these two characters meet on a ground that
1: is familiar to both of them so i have an idea for this because in in the most recent movie i think it was i don't know but the, she was with vision in 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 scotland right mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah uh and so that's where fucking Dumbledore's castle is. They're in the same fucking country. Okay. So so we're, we're talking about a rural European sort of country. Like a village, village. A village with a castle
2: nearby. Okay, uh, not for- European. Brexit happened. Oh, oh yeah. Not yeah, European. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good yeah. point.
0: That's, we've, I forgot about the uh, third rise of nationalism. Um, well, I mean, and that might factor in to what we're about to see. I mean, because Dumbledore has. <laughs> deal with you know territory tariffs and you know like like how is his castle handling getting medicine to and from you know know, Boris Johnson now factors so we'll figure that out as well so (laughs) round, round two Oscar what are your thoughts now these characters have all their abilities all their powers Dumbledore could go out and buy a gun Um,
1: (laughs) so good good. (laughs) Scarlet Witch though they're like all right, magic is dumb here's a gun but they have most importantly they have all their shit
0: yes they They have have
1: everything they have all their things that they own so So,
2: he has a wand he has I don't know the stupid flicker thing that turns off lights (laughs) Uh, he's got that bird
1: well no no he doesn't get to bring the bird No, what? what? He, he doesn't, not he, not right. until round three. But that's
0: not his companion. It's it, like it is his companion. companion. It's
1: an animal tool. I mean, it's no. Ah! We, we, we've ruled before that Kool Aid right, Man couldn't right. have his owls until round three. Wait, what? We can't get into it right now.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about Kool Aid Man all day. Um,
2: so, Oscar, thoughts? Ah, uh, I. I still feel like Scarlet Witch would win because, like, she didn't have to bring anything before, right? Like, like her magic is not dependent on stuff. Like, neither is Dumbledore's, right? Like, the, there's they talk about like wandless magic and all this other stuff, but the way that the books are framed is that he, like, wizards do better magic or more focused magic with their wand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So even with that, and then if, if he can't call Fox the Phoenix, which you know can probably give him some edge, I, I still think Scarlet Witch wins. Well, James, you uh
1: what do you have to add? So here's the thing, is that you're right that Scarlet Witch is all she is her powers. Yeah. Um she doesn't have she doesn't have a lot of junk that goes along with her but dumbledore is all about fucking junk he has so many artifacts and being able to bring those artifacts into it i think is huge
2: so he can what what uh, artifacts are we talking about
1: i'm talking about the mirror that could let him have his greatest desire that that harry used he could use uh, he sent that away so No, but, but they can have things at the height yeah. of their power. Yeah,
0: this is the height of their power. So, I mean, Dumbledore has, you know, he's got the fucking thing that would let him
1: change time. Yeah, he has the time turner. At one um, I mean,
0: he just freezes time when she's on the
1: toilet. And then, then stabs then- her <laughs> with, with, with Gryffindor's fucking sword.
0: <laughs> um, well, I would say, so, so James, you're saying that Dumbledore is bringing the artifacts to the table. I would say that Dumbledore is bringing his thematic power to the table. Mm. Um, so just in terms of you know the hero's journey, Scarlet Witch is the hero Dumbledore, in terms of the hero's journey, is the wizened mentor, yeah, and part of his theme is that after the finale, Dumbledore rolls up, he's like, I knew that was going to happen, yeah, and I just wanted you to figure it out. I would have been able to
1: solve it in ten minutes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I I feel like... I just got a lot on my plate right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like back against the wall, Dumbledore is going to solve it in 10 minutes. That's that's my initial
2: thought. So they're trying to solve like a a puzzle of some sort, right?
0: Well, so what has happened is that both characters have received a manila envelope that it's basically an indisputable, hey, if you don't go out there and kill the other character for the sake of this podcast, your head will explode and we're adjusting your character so it's okay and you're not going to let your head explode. You're just going to go out there and fight.
1: <laughs> or someone's held hostage. Yeah, you, the, the Whatever would motivate them to yeah, fight the other person the, is motivating.
0: Yeah, you. the narrative allows them to fight each other. And there's none of that, you know, we learned to get around it in the end. <laughs> Except for the coolie Man and Gritty. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, they, they just...
2: Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman. Yes. Yeah. I still think Scarlet Witch wins. Like I it, I was thinking more like you guys were talking about like a task that they had to do, in which case I would definitely say Dumbledore because he like is known for being smart. I mean, uh, the task is to kill the other
0: person. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If the task is to kill the other person, I still think Scarlet Witch would win. Like he can't freeze time, by the way. I'm getting very uh, well, actually, but uh, he can't freeze time. The time turner only allows people to go back in time. Um he can go back sure.
1: in time and kill her then.
2: But, <laughs> when she the, power, before gets she the envelope.
1: Have. Before she gets the envelope, he'll sneak up behind her and stab her on the shitter.
2: <laughs> okay, but she still has her powers <laughs> <Yeah>. though, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but but then but he's also, I don't know, he could have uh, of well, of a well,
0: sorry, sorry, we 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 don't wanna don't wanna jump into the tangent. Yeah. Um so Oscar you're still siding with the scarlet witch. Um yeah. can I then assume that that's your vote? Yes. James what's your vote?
1: Uh I got a break with Oscar here. I think I think Dumbledore is incredibly clever. I think that Wanda often gets dragged along into things or is unwillingly kind of like uh shoved into things and her mindset often leads to great loss. Nobody's managed to kill her yet. Um, but they sure d- almost did, and uh, and I think Dumbledore's smart enough to take advantage of of the way she operates. The reason he lost before was because someone like outplanned him, but that's not her strong suit.
0: Yeah. Um. And then on, on my side of it, um. So I, I initially said Jude Law, and and I think where Dumbledore is going to be able to take this is because he's not Jude Law anymore. When he was Jude Law, he was just like Scarlet Witch, you know, and figuring shit out. And I'm going to try this with my youth and I'm going to do this and this. And now, though, he is Dumbledore. And um, he's like, all right, so I got this envelope. Um, I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to try and kill her on the toilet. She's going to kill me because of her obvious, you know, you know, superiority as far as magic is concerned. then she's going to get the envelope and she's going to think, hey, I already did that. This is done. I can turn in my work. And then she opens the door and bam, he stabs her. <laughs> <laughs> you only killed the time clone. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, or, or, uh, or he's going to gather Harry close and he's going to be like, Hey, I killed a woman today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> go back to school.
0: <laughs> you have to deal with that now.
1: <laughs> That's the theme of your books. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think in this case we are going to override our guests yeah, vote sure.
0: so so in high and dry when two carry when two of the hosts vote one way the third host's opinion magically changes and don't feel badass it's happened to all of us we've all had our opinions magically changed by so, high and dry you, Magic. so you
1: agree with us under all circumstances <laughs> that dumbledore would have won the second round
2: and uh, that's how we, we you know we, we provide a unified front <laughs> is this is this one of those alternative fact things that w- that I've heard about in this podcast like a few minutes ago <laughs> nope this
1: is this is a this is a social contract that we have all signed by being on this podcast
0: <laughs> okay uh. We might as well have never even had the discussion because we all agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to round three. It's the same thing as round two, except time. this is time our characters get a friend. So jumping right on in. Who do we think the Scarlet Witch is going to bring into this fight? Vision. Vision.
1: Vision. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot. He's also a god. <laughs> So we got two gods. Yeah,
0: yeah, that'll help. Um, now, who do we feel um, Dumbledore is going
1: to bring? What do you think, Oscar?
2: That one's a hard one because, like, did Dumbledore have friends, or did he just have to use for his, you know, manipulations?
1: Uh, that's I that's maybe. a great point because I know I know it has gained uh, popularity and understanding that Dumbledore was a, a manipulative maniac but I think it needs to be pointed out.
0: But at the same time I would like to point out that I feel that the fandom has taken Harry Potter mythology and theme and a meaning well beyond what the author had envisioned or thought herself.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. which is
0: good yes and i think every day she proves that on her twitter yeah um that (laughs) um fans of the thing are thinking of it in much more grander much more understanding terms than even the author
1: yes i think she didn't understand the kind of culture that she was the tropes of the culture that she was using because uh because to- Dumbledore is toxic as shit. Well, I think that happens a lot,
0: and, and it's sad, but I think that happens a lot in young adult fiction, yeah. especially mm-hmm. um, because you do have this—you um, you have a fleet of, of authors who, you know, just you're just speaking frankly, lack literary training. Yeah. Um, And so so, for example, you have, you know, the Twilight books in which they grandize a much older man who is supposed to be much more emotionally mature, seducing a teenager, seducing. And I mean, if you watch the movies, outright manipulating this young girl. Um and and then that in the and then you throw it into the young adult section and, and they're like but it's love and it's, and it's like no honey no <laughs> that,
2: that's not love <laughs> so you're not team Edward that's what I'm hearing
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not team Jacob either because team
1: Jacob so world Jacob no nope, nope. all right and so intimidation so, so, so I'm calling it I'm calling it I thought we were done I thought we were done I'm calling uh, it <laughs> we're gonna do that episode next um. So, um, anyway,
0: (laughs) who's Dumbledore bringing?
2: Okay. So like, just for the the sake of, of, you know, argument, I would say that if anyone is Dumbledore's friend is McGonagall.
1: Interesting. McGonagall is a great, a great, uh, great offering there. I would say he might
2: have serious black, but are they friends? That's my thing. That's what I'm like. Were they friends? Well, then I would say, so at the peak of
0: Dumbledore's power, I think that he would manipulate Harry into a frontline <laughs> fighter. And then so as like, Harry- Like
2: in the books.
0: Yes. And then as Harry is like beginning to die, <laughs> Dumbledore swoops in from behind and, uh, you know, he does what he has to do. And I,
1: Despite Dumbledore's toxicity, he did <laughs> sacrifice himself instead of having Harry die. And, you know, he did manipulate him into being a frontline fighter, which I think that is, that is a very hilarious point.
2: <laughs> I mean, technically, he did manipulate him into thinking that he was going to and I'm talking about Harry, he was going to sacrifice himself so that he would kill Don, uh, Baltimore's piece of his soul inside him, but also still survive so that he would protect other people. Uh, which is like yeah that's good but like you manipulated him into that so like is he a friend harry i
1: i would say he doesn't get harry well i don't that was I'd what i originally came Snape. into but you you made a great point about manipulating him to be a frontline fighter that's what he, yeah <laughs> that was the whole fucking book <laughs> oh he did that like he did that like four fucking times for sure he,
0: he played harry like a violin
2: and then cut his strings <laughs> so all um, I'm saying is that as far as you know, he manipulates everyone basically. Like, you know, well, he manipulates Yeah, yeah. But he manipulates Buckley. Buckley into like, you know, being sacked like people think that he got killed and you know, I'm not gonna get into this. Uh, <laughs> uh oh. oh boy. <laughs> I feel that like the only person that really could say like from the books. Like you could say like it's a friend, is it's McGonagall. It could also be that one time where I saw that SNL skit where like J.K. Rowling said that Dumbledore was gay, and then they made a skit about how him and McGonagall were like besties, and yeah. like <laughs> Dumbledore was always talking about like all the men that he liked, and McGonagall was like, "Oh, girl, I'm, uh, <laughs> you
1: know what? I, I That version of yeah, the, those I, two are fighting." In I this. think I'm willing to roll with it. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: is that what we're doing, McGonagall?
1: Yeah, maybe Hagrid, but I think yeah. McGonagall's more powerful. Yeah.
0: No. All right. Cool. All right. We figured it out. All right. So we have the Scarlet Witch and the Vision.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> against, we sure spent a lot of time talking about who this old man would bring to this fight, against, and we forgot they're fighting
0: gods <laughs> against Dumbledore and McGonagall. Um. I'm ready to bring this to a vote. <laughs> well ask your thoughts (laughs) gods yeah james
1: thoughts (laughs) i think vision would uh go immaterial through dumbledore and tear his skull out and he'd be holding a skull on the other side
0: so um and then i'm gonna say that yeah the those two uh those two wizards
1: um... (laughs) would put up a uh, a quick, uh, uh, an impressive, a very showy fight. It would be a very showy you, fight,
2: but it would end quickly. Do you think Dumbledore would like manipulate Vision into becoming his friend and then betray the Scarlet Witch? Hmm. Do they get to
0: do that? Well, yeah, they get know. to do the same things they did in round two. I mean,
1: remember, we. I'm thinking the Dumbledore, yeah. he killed her on the toilet. That's true. He could manipulate. He's. He is, he, he had millions possibly maybe even billions or more people fall in love with him despite him being a manipulative monster and it being like in front of our faces the whole time that he manipulated harry into all this shit um i think he is a master manipulator and i think vision has actually been shown to be incredibly naive naive. very naive, incredibly naive. naive Hmm. Do you, do you? Well, are
0: we thinking that? Uh, I think Dumbledore Vision can when, turn
1: Vision. I think Vision is uh, was almost a path. He was a pacifist for a long time. Maybe we could go to the point where he had gotten past his fat pacifism, but also very naive. Well, I also
0: I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention that just in American movie culture, moving past pacifism is considered a character arc.
1: Yes. Not <laughs> moving toward pacifism, only moving, yeah. getting
0: over it. <laughs> getting over pacifism is a character arc that is thought of to be positive. <laughs> like, oh good, you're, you're done being dumb. It's time to take life.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> um,
0: man. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now we can really speed this thing along.
2: <laughs> Alright, so Oscar, what's your vote? Who's going to take this? I say Dumbledore manipulates vision. I know that kind of leaves McGonagall out of the whole picture, but uh, I feel like that's what he would do.
1: McGonagall adds legitimacy of someone who is like like
2: legitimately good hearted.
1: Continue the manipulation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, She's
1: like, she's part of the manipulation. She's there to be where vision, like, She's uh, Dumbled- vision. So Dumbledore knows how to stop people from reading his mind. Vision relies on reading people's minds a lot, and Dumbledore mm-hmm. is like specifically very yeah. heavily trained to resist he, he mind put reading. can whatever
0: the hell he wants in his, in mind. his mind. Yeah, to project into. India- oh boy, good and, God. and how Mc- is he not a villain? Right. James- <laughs> he is a villain. <laughs> James, he you- James, your vote.
1: Uh, yeah, the more we talk about Dumbledore, the more I think that that, that this is really insane. Like this, this, this insane monster, like legitimately brings this good hearted woman who I don't think has the same kind of mind resistance training. It's like, at least not mentioned. No. Um, yeah, no. and, and I think that vision would totally be taken by their good hearted nature would not, would, would totally refuse to attack them and would be manipulated against someone he loves. And that would be his story arc. Yeah. And she, and while she was busy killing him, they would kill her or Dumbledore would kill her. Yeah. And then McGonagall would be like, Oh my God. And he'd be like, bitch, I've been manipulating you.
0: Yeah. And, and <laughs> I, I think that history shows us the true power of, you know, someone who can manipulate on a level of Dumbledore. I mean, you fucking give them magic after that. Oh hell. So the, we're the only place I would defer is I think after it's all said and done, um, the, um, I can't I think of his name? Um, who's the bad guy of Harry Potter?
1: Voldemort. 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 Oh, Voldemort he, you didn't want to up. say his name. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, uh.
0: Voldemort would show up and he'd be like, I was just trying to warn you.
1: <laughs> I've been, you've been manipulated this whole time. <laughs> I'm not even a bad guy. I'm not I, even a wizard. I just look different. Dumbledore cut off my nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah and then we see this grainy black and white footage of Dumbledore you know using a butter knife to slowly <laughs> chop off all the parts. Oh my nose. god.
1: It actually turns out that Dumbledore was behind all the like horrifying, all the all the genocides that that Voldemort was blamed for and yeah. he's just used to slap. Oh my god. Oh boy. I yeah, mean I
2: he mean, made he could he could still be Hitler, uh, but like Dumbledore is like the Allies, which is you know, they're mali- manipulating countries.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and that, that's true. what it is. And uh, J.K. Rowling, if you could get back to us on the, all this, we'd appreciate <laughs> it. We got some questions for you. Yeah, I'm willing to say that it was even Dumbledore who cast Ralph Fiennes into the role <laughs> <laughs> to provide that air of villainy, <laughs> legitimate villainy. <laughs> um yeah so that's what i'm thinking well there you have it folks wow uh, well that was crazy i didn't uh, expect that wow thanks for coming on that journey with us um jesus
1: <laughs> did you imagine that oscar in the third round with double because dumbledore took the whole cake that with that third Cross, round straight across
2: yeah uh no as a harry potter fan sort of on the laps right now because of you know reasons <laughs> yeah. uh yeah definitely we, did not uh, see that coming but now, we—it's we good. Make- it, it makes sense. It makes sense. No,
0: and, and you know, and this is the this is the sort of you know thing that we need to analyze and figure out.
1: <laughs> this is the question. These are the questions These that are, are on everybody's good. minds. Who
0: are your heroes, people? Who are your heroes?
1: <laughs> Next so, <week>. yeah.
0: <laughs> you watch your mouth.
1: <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> talk bad about my Gandalf.
0: Don't you dare. Um. So, it, well, honestly, um. No, thank, he's a bad guy too. Well, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> that um, uh, Tolkien is dead and he doesn't have a Twitter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there there would be some pretty terrible shit coming out of his mouth. Oh,
0: boy. Um, Yeah, he has some words that he'd use that still flew back in his time. But anyway, so there it is, everybody. Round one went to the Scarlet Witch. Round two goes to Scarlet Witch. Wait, no. No, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. And then (laughs) round three again goes to Dumbledore straight across. Bet you didn't see that one coming. I don't know how I feel about that one. But anyway, we we
1: sure gave it to the villain this time instead of the hero. We did. Because she's like a broken woman and it really sucks. Well, she has that modern thematic
0: things that we've been looking at and we've been analyzing that do not allow her to just automatically defeat, you know, John McClane style of villain. Yeah. And that's that's what it comes down to. Can't argue about it anymore. Dumbledore would kill Scarlet Witch and he would do it very very insidiously. <laughs> well, so Oscar, I'd like to thank you for joining us. You were great. We appreciate it. Um, I hope we can have you on again. Your insight was fantastic. So thank you. Thanks for having me. It was fun. And uh, so James, uh,
1: <laughs> we'll be doing this again soon. Um, where sure. can you find us? You can find us at High and Dry Pod on Twitter, or is it podcast? I actually it's don't. Pod. Know dry pod we're good yeah. and then you, you can find me at the Devolical on twitter you can find us at high and dry podcast on instagram and then
0: just high and dry high and dry podcast dot com. It's our homepage, but you can also find us pretty much anywhere podcasts are from your apples to your spotify's to your audibles we're around um and then again you can find me ryanbarronorth.com um you can find me all over instagram all over that place um thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week thanks again oscar you take it easy see ya Bye.